What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 11th draft of the Untitled Movie Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside my BFCA buddy, Eric... Wait a minute. Oh. Nevis! Hello, Matthew. Our first ever guest co-host, Miss Nevis Hiding. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Long time no see. I know. It's been uh, it's been five minutes. It's been five minutes. Yeah. Yes, we just went on a nice winter hike and just got back. I was freezing, but it was fun. Yeah, it kind of started snowing halfway through. Which, it was uh, very nice. You've been bothering me to uh, go on a fall hike for, for a while, and we finally got out to Evergreen Brickworks, and it was really, really nice. I always so. try to make you go into the outdoor world and leave the couch yeah so. and not watch movies finally, all the time finally got you out of but here. then i convinced you to kind of guest co-host because eric is a piece of shit and he's in new york leave him alone <laughs> he's seeing the world we were just there eric but no he, you had to he, go back he, he's having more fun uh, solo yeah he's netflix getting... put him up he's uh over at the ritz carlton in new york city uh seeing uh, roma again and then hanging out with alfonso Caron, probably getting some delicious sushi at sugarfish i think he just texted me that so he's trying to make you jealous i know it's your favorite place to thanks go. for hosting this with me i appreciate that no problem this is uh this is new territory for me i uh, i've seen many episodes of you guys recording in the dining room yes. table area our and studio I'm, how dare you <laughs> you know, the, the di- slash dining room corner. So I'm finally at the table and um, yeah. So I'm if people don't know who you are, um, maybe oh, right. give them the spiel. Right. So yeah, I'm Nevis. Um, I work at the Toronto International Film Festival. Um, I work on the editorial team. So every year when we put the festival on, my team uh, is hard at work for about two weeks of the summer putting the program book together that's the yes. fancy book that matt loves to collect we have yeah. every every year um eric and i talk about it all the time and we give yeah. you shout outs all the time because um we talk about how much we love tiff and how much we love that program book and eric actually uses them to stack up his microphone every week so <clears throat> that's they... what we do to prop up our computers at work we <laughs> put really? about four of the program books <laughs> under our laptops so so you do the same thing yeah they so. serve they're multi-purpose good uh yeah well, thank you for joining me. Um, this should be fun. So uh, if you guys are joining us for the first time, uh, this is the Untitled Movie Podcast. You can get it each and every week, Monday mornings, 9 a.m. on podcast services everywhere. Um, and if you weren't listening last week, uh, Eric and I made a huge announcement where we kind of made a spinoff podcast. So there are two podcasts now that you can follow and subscribe and listen to. Uh, we just launched uh, Untitled Movie Reviews, which you can find on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, podcast services everywhere. Uh, each episode is going to be 20 minutes and under, and we're going to be uh, reviewing new films each week. So our first two episodes are Bohemian, Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody. I, I called yeah. I called Matt out the other day. I was listening to uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, and he he uh, liked to call it Bohemian. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> and the girls in the uh, the girl in the spider's web are available. Uh, Eric and I reviewed those, and we'll be back with another review, maybe of the Grinch or something else. I want to see the Grinch. Next week, can I know I, we should have saw the Grinch. This? Can I be back? You can on come. That you can come no, guest okay. host. This is a, this is a one time only deal while Eric frolics around Central Park. No, I want you to be a recurring guest. This okay. is fun. I mean, you, we live together, so this is the easiest. I'll be, thing I'll to be do. around. I'm <laughs> usually around while you guys. are And doing you this. listen to me talk about fucking movies all the time, so why not record it once in a while? So let's do it. You just went to Mexico. I did. I just got back a few days ago. It was beautiful weather. I'm sad to be back in the cold. 
Um, but yeah, I went with my friend Callie and uh, we we had great weather, but I still managed to like <laughs> see a lot of TV and movies while I was there. Yeah, I always love going on things. vacation because even when we go and we have long flights to Europe and stuff, um, you have a lot of time on the plane. I mean, your flight wasn't that long. No, right? it was, uh, yeah, it was like about three and a half hours and you're kind of in that in-between of like whether you want to watch um, watch something or just kind of catch up on sleep. We had an early morning flight, but I did end up watching I, Tanya, uh, which I missed at the festival, I guess, was it, it was last year, two, two years, years ago, ago yeah. um, or not this past festival, but right, the one last, before. last year's yeah, festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, which was a very hyped movie, got a lot of, um, buzz and acclaim and, um, people were talking about it. I just, yeah, it's so, there's so always so much to see that it just, it didn't work out with my schedule, but, um, it's on Netflix. Thanks Netflix. So I, uh, So did you load stuff up on your iPad before? Or did you watch stuff like from I did. the plane thing? I, they didn't have, it was one of the older planes. It was just like a, they, on the way back, I don't actually remember what the film was on the way there. On the way back. So they um, did show it in like the old school. Yeah. Like, the one where they, the- not, you don't have like your own screen. You have like the big one i can't remember what it was on the way back someone decided to play gravity which i thought was like a sick joke yeah, while you're like trying like you're like trying to like <coughs> just land and then there's this movie about someone like falling out of space and yeah and she crash lands in the so ocean that was and stuff a, at the a, end a bit of a sick joke on someone's part um but yeah so i tanya i what um, did you think you know like in the end i i enjoyed it it my my opinion changed so much over the course of watching that film i really? hated i hated it when i when i Why? started watching it it's just the characters the tone and the it's not even it's not even the everyone's tone. unlikable yes yes everyone is unlikable and it really makes it and i know that that's intentional it's based you know on on these real people and tanya harding is like kind of this anti-hero and i remember that was like a um, a thing that was that was said a lot about her, you know, when when the film was getting press when it first came out. That but she's, she's meant not to be, really an anti-hero. Well, she's she's just kind of she's kind of a garbage person. But she's meant to be uh, like she, you're still meant to kind of find some redeeming qualities in her, yeah, in her or try it's to Margot Robbie or try to not even yeah. I just think I just think that people that she was painted as this villain um, kind of outright for for what happened and and how I didn't actually really know um, the true extent of the story until I wa- until I watched the film like I really thought it was like she she was the one who was responsible for for bashing out N- Nancy Kerrigan's knee like I didn't realize you know the backstory of how it like you actually You didn't know that? No 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 I knew that yeah. well she in the film she doesn't actually do the act right they hire Right she the was guys. more involved in it than the movie even lets on but Well how do you know right that's the thing the whole sure. thing about this the whole but thing But I mean about it all this... came out you can read about any of this sure. and it was huge news at the time yeah, so yeah. the movie does kind of play with it to make her more of Make her more likable or make her more endearing. A little bit, yeah, for the most part. And, that, and you want to be sim- – well, they try to make her sympathetic towards the end, right? You're supposed to kind of feel bad for well, her. Well, and, and I don't. did. I actually um, – when she, Really, she's kind sh- of garbage. I, I don't shed know. a tear. I shed really? a tear when she's in the – when she's, you know, pleading her case to the judge to not – because really she gets fucked over by – um, by the court system there like the, these two guys who who really are like that whatever his name was Sean the guy who gets his goon buddies to actually go and do it and uh, and then her husband her abusive awful Sebastian um, Stan yeah. yeah ex-husband who were way more involved than really anything that she actually 
did or even or even told them to do and then they what they got two years 18 months whatever it was right. in jail and got out whereas her entire life's work yeah. was taken away from her and that but, and, i mean but it should people, have I, I disagree i don't think that i think that that was like a moment she played way more of a part in it than the movie you're just taking the movie at face value though sure so what you did lots of research into this? no i mean i know of the story and i've read yeah i've read more about it i think it's still very mur- i think no one truly knows the extent to which yeah of that course happened. but any crime or anything like that you can kind of say that but there was a reason why they stripped her of all that because she was more involved the movie yeah she has to be it's margot robbie and they she hated needs to be her more they also of, they also hated her from yeah the i know yeah they, she never fit in with their ideal of what it meant to be you know this uh all-american girl next door that they wanted uh, put forward like on a on a world stage like she didn't she never yeah i know world. i know and yeah so that was well that was part reason. of her narrative too right of trying to say that they're doing that because of those things mm-hmm. but i mean she was still uh, like she still had a major part in that Definitely. and like yeah she's it, not she's not guilt-free by any means but sure. i think i think she was still dealt a hand that was uh worse than i think yeah ultimately what she what she did yeah um, i mean uh, again was, the it movie was, it was I don't know the word that I'm looking for. It was hard. It was just, it was harsh. It yeah. was harsh, harsher than I thought would actually. The whole movie is happen. with the violence against her, with her mother and her, and her husband. Yeah. And like, I, I'm mixed on the movie. I mean, I liked it when I saw it at TIFF a couple years ago, mm-hmm. but then, um, some things really bothered me. Like we, we were talking last night a little bit about it and, um, I showed you suicide squad because it reminded yeah. me of that where, um, I just think it's the laziest form of like, well, this movie takes place in a certain time period and, um, we don't know how to make an interesting score so let's just use a different recognizable song in like every scene and like Scorsese does that but he does it very well and other people have tried to imitate that and I just feel like it's obnoxious like when each scene starts with a new song and the, the, the lyrics kind of fit what this what's happening in the scene I just find it tacky and I that just annoyed the shit out of me as I was watching the movie but I did kind of like that it had like a little bit of a Coen Brothers kind of uh, dark comedy kind of vibe to it it's um, way funnier than i thought it would be yeah. like i really was reading this uh as as a as a drama when it came out and then a lot of people <clears throat> told me that it wasn't and and yeah and even just watching it for myself i'm like this is like much much funnier or intended to be more of a comedy than than with a lot of marketed as fourth wall breaking with exactly and Janney yeah and yeah. stuff like that which <laughs> she's great allison jenny's amazing because <coughs> she because she uh did she win best supporting Actress? uh i can't she was, she was remember nominated. but yeah um, she might have won the golden globe i'm not sure if she won the oscar i forget but um but yeah she's fan- i mean i think the casting in this film is is spot on i really uh i'm i'm really sold on all of them and especially at the end when they i love i do love movies like i mean sometimes it's sometimes it's cheesy depending on how it's done I also but i love movies. but i i was gonna that was an interjection <laughs> i was getting to my point thanks matt um the part at the end when they actually show you the the real footage of like certain scenes that they recreate yeah some of them, how like how spot on like like sean's character is like, right like, the best friend or yeah like, yeah even even the mom and and stuff like they get the mannerisms um and you really kind of it kind of adds that layer of like okay this does this does seem realistic because of how mm-hmm. they're sh- they're showing they're showing no, a exactly lot of it happening. was accurate i mean yeah. i think you have to take some artistic kind of um, liberties liberties yeah. when you're making a movie like this that's why everything's not completely accurate i mean we talked about bohemian um bohemian 
You're just, just gonna keep saying that yeah, to annoy me. I'm you just know? gonna yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody um the other day and just how many inaccuracies are in that movie and how much they yeah. changed for dramatic effect or not or just because they not to help the film to, yeah. to actually make it yeah even, i know you you weren't a fan either that and psa yeah. hated that film yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was n- no anyways and I, yeah eric and i talked it, at length about it and, yeah. and you're in the same camp as us that like i hate that but this movie i think did a good job of making an entertaining movie and it does the thing that i actually like about um, certain biopics that kind of take an angle and take a focus and a style and really kind of dive into it instead of just being a very generic paint by numbers mm-hmm. kind of like here's someone's life exact yeah. or here's the career of this group or something like that. Like at least I, Tanya had some bite to it yeah. and had a style when it came to the fourth wall breaking and, and different things like that. And they even say that like with the characters that know that they're, they're in a movie when they're breaking the fourth wall like that, I think you can play around with yeah. it and I think that works actually quite well uh, Alice and Janie did win she did Best win, Supporting yeah. Actress and then Margot Robbie was nominated mm-hmm. for for um, Best Actress so yeah. yeah I liked it I just haven't really thought about it all that much since I watched it and I have no real desire to ever watch Rewatch it again it? yeah um, who, like Callie was telling me that her like uh, one of these guys uh, Demi that she follows he was like a, a Vine personality you know has a big following uh, on on Twitter, maybe YouTube, he makes a lot of videos. Anyways, it's his his favorite movie, I think, that he's seen. He's a big film guy mm-hmm. on Twitter, and he does his roundups, I think, um, over the course of the year, uh, things that have resonated with him. And I think I, Tanya is is his favorite movie um, of that year. Yeah. Um, for, a lot of people for, loved it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm a little bit more mixed on it, and like you, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, the thing to, to return to what you're saying... It's a good me, plane movie, though. Uh, yeah, I, like, mean, I mean, I don't that's know. that's what I mean. I, right? It... it, 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 it flew by yeah. like it's it, it goes by really quickly and it's a it's a breezy watch but the, the stuff about the music that you were saying i didn't mm-hmm. i didn't actually bother me at all um i really i mean like I'll, i don't even really remember much of it but i i remember certain parts like like mm-hmm. you know that fleetwood mac song like i forget what it's called the, the chain mm-hmm. whatever it is the famous one that like, like the ones, i think the ones that serves, she's actually skating to it, doesn't bother well, me well yeah because like, you need music but yeah. like but i don't know i just i think it, it still works it wasn't when you showed me because i haven't seen suicide squad so matt showed me that the first five minutes last night and yeah. and because he, we were talking about the, the fact that like each scene introduces a new song um that was like weighing on my mind so like when we started watching I'm like okay this is like real, this is obnoxious because yeah. it doesn't suit it doesn't suit each new scene it, it's just almost for the sake of it yeah, it's schizophrenic and it's just yeah. lazy and it's, and it's just, just like they just want it they just want to sh- i don't know it's for shock value or not even shock value just something to to kind of be like they're doing they think they're doing something interesting with it but it's it's just kind of it doesn't doesn't seem very yeah i don't through. think it's on the same levels as suicide squad I it just get... reminded me oh of it. see i i disagree i really think that like but it's, I feel like if you went back now, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just a very specific thing to me that bothers me. It's like, very again. '80s, and I think they are trying to be of that time. Yeah, but then I find things. that that I, I hate that. Let the movie, like, I don't need you to hammer over my in my fucking ears, like what era we're in because you use a song in every goddamn scene like you just you just let the movie play out and have a good score like that's why you have composers who can do it like whenever the score comes into that movie i'm like oh here it's an actual movie again because it had a coen brothers kind of creepy like uh brooding score in the scenes where it got a little bit more serious there you go then they do balance it out with but they don't balance it out though it's very songs it's used very sparingly to the point where it feels out of place because you're using a song in every scene you're scoring the music 
uh, the movie to music. I don't think it was every scene. I think you're uh, trying to play this will, up to have. I'll an put it on after here. this. Um, uh, I don't know. I think I think it was I think it was a good balance. That's definitely not the the, the film's main problem uh i don't know uh, it was just one thing that annoyed me maybe yeah. it's a very personal thing it i don't know be, yeah i've talked to other people and like uh, some people are like oh i didn't really notice that or then when they go back they, right. they see i mean um i haven't seen it in two years though so yeah. who knows I, it might be remembering it differently and especially yeah. in the kind of the the wave of movies at tiff it all kind of blends together so yeah it's um, very it's it's for me the main thing is is more the characters and like i i it's hard for me to separate a film it's hard for me to appreciate a film not maybe not appreciate it's hard for me to to like a film i can appreciate what it's doing but if it doesn't have character like redeeming characters or or any character that i that i'm rooting for in some way if everyone's just a piece of shit then it's hard for me to really be invested and really root for anyone and, and 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 get something out of it and i think that's the thing like i can appreciate that maybe it's well done or it's interesting in style but because of that aspect i don't it's like you said. I wouldn't go back and re. I yeah, yeah. need to rewatch it or, or 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 you know like see how it unfolds again. Right. Well, like, and I think there are a lot of movies like that in different ways too. Like, um, we talked about uh, um, Steve McQueen and Widows comes out next week. Fantastic um, film. It's amazing. Um, but again, all of his movies before this, um, there are redeeming qualities of the people that are in it in some of them, but they're very hard to watch and they're not necessarily movies you want to rewatch over and over again, right? Like you're not necessarily going to want to put on 12 years a slave or, or shame or hunger and be like, Oh, let's watch this. Cause this is really fun. Or like, um, and not in the same sense, but I, I totally understand what you're saying. And I, I I'm with you on that. Uh, what else did you watch on the plane or while you were there? Uh, on the plane. That was, that was it. I think movie wise, um, I mean, you were on vacation. I don't I expect you to see like a ton of movies. Like I force you whenever we go on vacation to kind of go see at least something. Matt oh God, was... we should tell our Jurassic World. Oh story. my God, that was the worst. <laughs> yeah, whenever we go on vacation, Matt wants to go, want, likes to go to the movies at least once. Try to find like a nice. Well, I like in each city we go to. I like seeing what their cinemas are like, or right. or I don't know. It's just one thing that I like doing in each city that we go to, yeah. which I think can be cool sometimes. Yeah, but then if it's just a multiplex or something like that, then yeah. Yeah, sure. It looks like it anywhere. looks like a cineplex here or something like that. But well, yeah, um, the well, one, <laughs> the one time in Croatia. This yeah. was this year, this past yeah, year. Yeah, Pula. we went to Pula, which is in northern Croatia, and uh, Jurassic World, what Fallen, Fallen Kingdom, Kingdom had yeah. just come out. I think actually no, it had just come out in in it wasn't Europe. Out, it wasn't yeah, wasn't out here. I think it was two weeks early. That's which is one thing. reason we wanted to. Well, I wanted to. Go yeah, see Matt drags yeah. me to all the movies when we're on vacation. Um, but yeah, so we went there to, to catch it early and it was like one of those things where we, where we showed up and all of a sudden like 30 kids are running More around screaming. Even, uh, I feel like a hundred kids. The whole, the whole capacity theater, of the yeah. theater was just Cause like, it was like a Saturday or Saturday Sunday. Afternoon. Like this was like, we were trying to decide whether to watch a world cup game or go, or go watch this movie. Right. And, and I knew that you wanted to see it. So I'm like, fine. And then I think we like had like 10 minutes in the lobby where we we're like, are we going to do this? Are we going to do this? Like, are you right. going to be okay with these kids here? Anyone who's gone to the movies, even here, if you're in a movie that's just surrounded by children, you have that hesitance of going, uh, should I come back and see like, a late show or should I are these kids going and like a lot of the times it depends on the movie like if you're seeing the Grinch or our kids movie or yeah. something you know that children sh- like very young kids will be there and talking and don't then, be a Grinch if yeah. you go watch the Grinch so you can kind of put up with it but when it was coming to like uh, Jurassic Park and then we decided to stay yeah 
and we sat down and um, and this is like a scenario where um the there are there are Croatian subtitles, but the film is still it's in, in English. English. It's not yeah. dubbed. Um, but I think as a result, I don't know if this was just. I don't think this is like behavior across the board there. I think it is just very specific to to kids or teens that were in that audience. They would not stop talking entire. the entire and it wasn't film. just the people around us. It was literally everyone. The, basically. the parents didn't care. Yeah. They they were just like I don't know why. Like, I've been thinking about them. this a lot, and where I thought you brought up a good point with the subtitles, and because English isn't their first language, and they don't necessarily have to listen to the voices in the movie, I thought maybe that. That was a reason why they didn't care if they were talking throughout it because they just had to read the subtitles. They just have to read, yeah. So it's not that big of a deal if but they don't hear the dialogue. And it wasn't. It didn't help that like the sound wasn't great. Like the projection was good, but the sound wasn't amazing, mm-hmm. and that might be another reason. And um, we tried to stick it out, but I was getting so angry, so visibly angry. And you tried to like shush. And well, we tried. You speak Croatian, and you can even. I like, also, but I don't know how to like yell at people in Croatian without yeah. potent maybe being offensive. <laughs> like I right. don't know the right you know the right words Way or whatever to do it. so i just was a little worried uh about doing that so but yeah it ended up being like four or five times and i think here like people are have enough self-awareness that if you shush them and kind of like publicly or ask them very yeah, firmly but ask politely them, yeah be polite about asking but even if if even if the intent is to call them out to embarrass them for them to stop talking like i think people have enough self-awareness that they eventually that they will yeah unless they're just a jackass but i sat fuming in my seat for like but an they, hour but there was no reaction not even like a you know quiet for five minutes after it just was total disregard the whole theater was insane and yeah. it was one of the worst experiences I, i've said this like one of the worst experiences i've ever had at the movies and we ended up leaving halfway through you haven't even seen the second half. i, ha- it, I haven't right? seen it no no yeah no, I never it's not even... good the second half's even worse than the first i didn't half, i didn't but... care for the movie to begin with i um i don't think the experience was as as ideal as like i don't think you could have enjoyed that first half no right. matter what in yeah. that experience we were having but we ended up leaving right as the the island was like exploding and yeah. the, the brontosaurus was dying and then which is actually where the movie splits we left right when it like splits in half and turns into a completely different movie and the second half is it's worse. even worse you said yeah because yeah. it's not a jurassic park movie they right. go to a like a, a haunted mansion where this uh, another version of a raptor mutant raptor it starts like stalking everyone at this house and it's just like what the fuck is Spooky this raptors. no it's not good um what have i been i've been watching i watched wreck it ralph the other day okay. which we tried to watch together because i wanted to show <laughs> you i wanted to show you before wreck it ralph 2 came out uh, and then right, right. we love the game tapper um oh, we've been playing yes. when we went to new york a couple of years ago we went to a barcade and we played tapper the entire night budweiser tapper um now here in Toronto, there's a bar called Tilt. There's an arcade bar here in Toronto. They also have Tapper now, where we were setting the high scores one night. Oh um, man, there was someone like behind us, like watching us all yeah. night. They needed the high score, and I'm like, not on our watch, bud. So I wanted to show you Wreck It Ralph because there's a key scene like um, in Wreck It Ralph that all the characters after the arcade shuts down, they go to Tapper's for a drink and right. stuff like that. So Tapper is like a character in the in the movie. Um, but I think you probably fell asleep or something. I feel or like, like I would like it. I it's don't know. It's not. I, so I rewatched it and I forgot how underwhelming the first record oh, really? Ralph is. Like it's. I thought people, I thought some, people liked it's it. It's fine. Yeah. Like it's okay. 
Um, but I think because I'm such a video game guy and mm-hmm. like I, I was so excited for it to see like Sonic the Hedgehog and Ryu from Street Fighter and, and Bowser and Pac-Man like Ghosts. And like, well, I was like, thing. oh, this is going to be awesome. They're going to go to different games and it's going to be really, really cool. And like all those characters are only in the movie for like two seconds. And then um, then basically Ralph goes into like a generic like alien shooter game that's kind of like Halo sort of. Mm-hmm. But then and then they go into a generic kart racing game that's kind of like mario kart but it's all sugar based and it, are that's they not where, allowed to reference well, mario they, kart well nintendo didn't really give them any rights to most things like bowser was in the movie right. and there's like a mushroom that's in the movie but mario is not in the movie and they mentioned mario at one point um but like sonic's in it like i mentioned and like there's tons of game cubert tons of characters that are in the movie but they have like all these little small cameos and then they go to like generic no-name video games that are they made up Mm -hmm. and it just ends up being kind of very kind of whatever and like it has a few moments that are okay but i was watching and i'm like oh yeah i remember why i did not really care about this at all but i'm weirdly excited for the second one like the trailers have looked good and them focusing on the internet and it seems like they they really will work in other characters from other franchises and stuff they'll be more contemporary more references to to things since then probably a a wider scope of of characters and games yeah no i mean and and going into the internet and being able to poke fun at social media and 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 different websites and 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 being able to have characters from basically anything a lot of them will be disney characters like we've seen the trailer with all the disney princesses and they're bringing back all the voices of the old disney princesses and Mm -hmm. there was a really funny scene that i saw last year at the disney preview event uh that i go to every year that's with um uh, Sarah Silverman's character I, I'm blanking on her name and like all the Disney princesses and it's amazing mm-hmm. and then, um, it looks like they'll have Star Wars stuff and Marvel stuff and, and when they so it seems really cool but so I wanted to rewatch the first one and I was just like oh yeah this is completely and utterly underwhelming but even when you were gone, I didn't really watch didn't all watch. that much. That's the that's which is the very time weird. for you to watch everything so I can I'm make like, you go outside every day. I don't know what I did. I guess I saw a lot of screenings. World. Like I went yeah, to a did. few movies because I did see Spider's Web and Eric and I also saw The Favorite. Um, but um, I can't talk. I'm embarrassed. But I really uh, I'm excited for that film. I think it is a fantastic trailer. It's really like you don't really know where really what it's about other than the fact that you know this new yeah. woman shows up in court and kind of i'm excited for you to see it i'm curious did you like did you see I the lobster seen, or killing I a sacred seen deer either of your yeah. like other films. well his english language his stuff english language yeah, I, I mean i haven't seen any of his films and yeah, yeah, i um is... i'm a little scared of him to be honest because i feel like every like i'm a very he's sque- twisted yeah i'm a very squeamish person i don't like gore i don't like uh i don't know just like strikingly awful yeah. visuals in yeah, films yeah. and so and i know and that he, that, he has have, a bit of that yeah a little bit well i think more you'll be fine in the fate i can't i don't know what i'm allowed to say but i'm curious to see what you think and we'll talk about it like I, in a it yeah. comes out early december but. i will go see it i i'm a fan of period pieces so i think that's also a plus um that'll finally get me to see one of his films regardless of right what is waiting for me which is funny because i don't like period pieces period at piece. all no it's so. a it's a what's a is, has there been anything else like a period piece recently that i liked or no that just that has just come out recently i can't remember phantom like, thread I, I liked a lot yeah which we saw together mm-hmm. which i also made you switch theaters <laughs> oh matt yeah matt is very particular i put nevis through the ringer a lot when we his, go to the movies because you're like i just don't can't well, we just not, watch it's it? not that i don't care i mean obviously i, I definitely care about presentation and and uh and sure but and i get things i 
I, it's not that you don't care, You're but you more, could put up I with can, the bullshit that we have to deal with sometimes at theaters here. Yeah, I'm a little You're more better lenient. at putting up with I'm stuff. I'm a little more lenient. I can let things pass. I'm, I'm already there. Like, I can just, I can, I will watch the film and, and it'll be fine. But I, but I can also respect the fact that you, you know, you, you know how it's meant to be. You knew that that was meant to be screened in a certain theater oh, so, so at Cineplex and they just, and they didn't care. And, um, and so, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's part of if, especially if it, I, I think that if a, if a filmmaker, <laughs> if a filmmaker has requested certain, um, you know, like they, used they to want, that, they want, or, or they, or they, they let the, the, they let theaters know, like if you're screening my film, like I expect it to be screened in this format. And they like used this, to send those notices. I don't know if they do that anymore though. No, but like, but PTA, I think for Phantom Thread was like, these are, this is a very specific, like these specifications need to be met if you're going to show my film. And I think they just still, the fact that they kind of ignore, um, you know, certain things or just like, ma- like proper yeah. masking or, or, or whatever. And that's why I love the light box so much. We the talk light, about that all the, the time. Yeah. Eric and I uh, have this conversation over and over again. And that's why, like, I've just gotten to a point. I mean, I'm even at a lot of the times now, depending on what movie I see, like if it is something by a really great director that I really do care about is when I get the most particular of like how I need to see a movie or um, like a lot of the times if I'm seeing something that I just, it does. It doesn't matter now that I just sit there. It's and not I'm something like, that you're particularly excited about. You just yeah. you're seeing it. Just well, to kind not. Of- or I might be somewhat excited, but then I'm like, ah, do I really want to go be that guy again that goes out and gets the manager and and they're like, well, we can't do anyways. They probably have but your face in the back room somewhere. <laughs> the number one complainer at the movie. I've had some good experiences. What was I seeing recently? Someone at Cineplex actually fixed what I asked them. I was like, oh, this is not in the proper thing, and they got a manager and they fixed it. So, Great. shout out to them. Um. Well, this is when we would normally go into our Rocky and review. Eric and I have been reviewing all the Rocky movies, Nevis. I know. I, um, I've seen it on TV. Matt doing his homework for, for the podcast. Uh, he tries. To you've never a- seen a Rocky movie, right? Or <sighs> I haven't. Wait, no, I don't mean to, to shame to you. But like, um, well, that's funny is before we started this, I don't think I've seen either. a full, other than maybe the first one and Creed. Oh, and Rocky Balboa. So like a, okay. a couple of them. The most recent ones. Right. I, I'm horrible. Everyone who listens to this knows that like I don't watch any movies that take place before 1989. Man, um, that's just like, so like uh, narcissistic. I, you need to go back. Yeah, I know it, it to is the foundations like, <laughs> of cinema, Matthew. I'm really bad. So I've seen like basically it's a, a running joke that the Rocky movies are just like a, a big montage all put together, and that's how I remember them in my mind. Like I remember bits and pieces from each one, but I don't think I ever sat down to actually fully watch one i mean you were here when i was watching the first rocky which is a great movie yeah um that's the classic yo adrian yeah one best picture and um it's uh so we're on to creed which i actually do really want to show you creed because i think you would really like it a lot of people are really excited about Creed 2, and I watched the trailer for Creed. Is, was there a trailer, or there was just like a yeah, short there's, snippet? There's lots of um, and yeah, and, and it does it does look really great, and I love Michael B. Jordan. Um, so I think eventually I will, before that comes out, I will definitely watch Creed to have that context. But no, like you and Eric, started, I think you could jump in at Creed, like or just watch a montage of what happens sure. in all of the other movies guess what rocky wins and he loses sometimes spoilers and, yeah um no no this is fun. like matt asked me if we wanted to, if i wanted to talk about creed with him today i'm gonna we almost watched it i'm gonna night, i'm but. gonna let this is a, a matt and eric <laughs> join i'm gonna let them let eric come back and resume yeah. next week um but yeah i think cool. uh 
Yeah, so we'll continue that next week when Eric gets back, which is perfect timing because Creed 2 does come out um, on American Thanksgiving on the Wednesday. So we'll have a a review of Creed for you um, a couple days before Creed 2 comes out. And then on the Untitled Movie Reviews, Eric and I will review uh, Creed 2. So stay tuned for that. All right, Nevis, our next segment is staying at home, which I know me and you like you to do. to stay at home. <laughs> I, I do. I do love I do to too. I lie a lot of the time. We're home I always love to be out, but I do, I do like being at home. But so. we watch a lot or on uh, streaming services, on Netflix and, and, and things like that. So um, each week, Eric and I usually talk about he's a big physical media guy. Yes. And as we're sitting here, I have a, a bookshelf filled with bl- Blu-rays, which isn't super impressive. It's just no, kind it's, of like, it, it, it's, it's just it's, all the stuff when I used to buy Blu-rays all the time. It's preventing me from putting a lot of books, <laughs> books. on the shelf, so that it's pretty yeah. substantial. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of books in our in our TV. Um, ironically, the books are where the TV is and the Blu-rays are over in the corner. Yeah. Um, but Eric usually talks about physical media. He's not here. But the one thing I wanted to point out that comes out this week is The Meg, oh. which you really wanted to see in theaters. Oh, but my God. <laughs> it's a Megalodon. Um, I was so excited for that this <laughs> summer. I don't know what happened. You're that... infatuated with like disaster movies, Oh, right? disaster movies are my favorite genre. I don't know. I like Twister, <laughs> like Armageddon, anything like that. I love it. I think... I think the Meg came out August 10th, which is right in the thick of my crazy time at work, putting the book together. And um, so, yeah, we just didn't get around to it in time because then we actually had the festival Mm -hmm. and then post-festival. I didn't see it either. For some reason, it was one of the ones that I missed. Well, I think I also just guilted you into, like, you can't see this. We wanted to see it at the drive-in. That would have been great. That would have been great. There was one night at the drive-in. They had a great Crazy Rich Asians, the Meg double bill. and there uh, something else, too? I don't know. We or no, it was those two movies. Yeah. Cause, and then we ended up seeing Crazy Rich Asians instead of The Meg when we were back here. Yeah, yeah. So we missed Which it. Which was a mistake. It was. <laughs> I mean, no. I there were some. I liked some parts of Crazy Rich Asians. You did not like it. I know, it's bad. Um, I don't know. Aquafina. She was great. Yeah, Aquafina's good in, in most things. But I like her more in the Ocean's 8 than I do yes, in Crazy was, Rich Asians. Great, but I'm, I'll watch The Meg with you this week. Because oh, like, um, it's finally out to rent. So whenever... I, I'm a big digital guy. I've talked about this now too where I, I get most of my things on iTunes now just because I don't we don't have a lot of space in our condo and I just don't need to own discs of everything now and the quality is really good on the Apple TV 4k so most of my collection now lives on on iTunes so when it comes out on physical is when you're able to rent it on iTunes so we can pay six dollars and not have to own the Meg and just uh and well, watch you don't it think it's home. gonna be a classic that you I don't keep watching no I don't but I'll definitely watch it um it's yeah, I mean that. Like, it was just like a fun. I like dumb one Jason of, Statham kind of Gerard Butler kind of dumb movies. movies yeah. Well, that that trailer I remember really liking. I thought it was so fun. Like, that's that's a a good example of a great use of some like I don't remember what the what the song was, but some kind of famous yep. song laid over uh, like a disaster sequence yeah, of them yeah. like almost all about to get eaten, and it's just like this fun, goofy like Beach Boys style like what and yeah, something yeah. like that, and it's just is such a clever I think marketing um strategy to kind of to kind of like confuse the viewer like is it supposed well, to, to be show funny? you that like is yeah it, it knows what it is Ish. right like that's what i'll give the meg credit and i and a lot it of knows these movies it's dumb, like but it yeah plays into it exactly so it's not taking itself too seriously unless i mean i haven't seen the movie but at least from the marketing they know what 
they yeah people knew what they were getting like into. a campy yeah like, which is fun um thing but the the one thing that did bother me about the trailer as much as i like it rain wilson's face yes he should not be in anything no just kidding <laughs> dwight dwight true no, forever like rain wilson I don't um know. he's he he seems like he's some good comic relief but my main issue with that trailer is early i think it's very early All right you on. made it you had a good point about this yeah. very early on it's like the opening sequence with the girl who's like approaching the window she starts to hear you she's know, playing with that she's, yeah she's playing with the thing. ball thing it rolls over to the window causes her to look up she starts she sees the crack form like obviously yeah. something has hit it and then it kind of pulls back and then and they see the, see megalodon. the megalodon like five <laughs> seconds into the trailer and i'm like and then and then and then when all the adults come you running want some in mystery right when all the adults come running in it's, it's gone there. but it's just this it's just this big so why not te- just have that mark. just just leave the just leave teeth- the bite leave the bite of the yeah. window in the frame and that's the only thing you see. I think they just want to show you how massive it, it is, is, I guess. It's, so. it's just like, there, it leaves no mystery. It really doesn't. It's like, I know what it looks like now. Just like, let me live in suspense. Oh, I'm with you. I, that kind of ruined it for me almost in, 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 in a way. In horror movies in general, which we're going to talk about a little bit later, um, I hate once the killer is revealed or the monster is revealed. I feel like so much of it is lost after you know it's just some dude mm-hmm. or you know it's the monster just looks like that it's like way creepier when you only see a little bit of them or you try to wonder what it does look like or that's you only see it in like little yeah. tiny glimpses well, that's why the yeah. halloween thing this franchise is so great right you never really i mean i haven't seen all the halloweens i saw the first i don't even know if i saw the second saw the saw the newest one saw yeah. the, the the latest but michael myers you never you never see his face yeah. in that and especially in in the original like and him just kind of leering around yeah. never even really getting many close-ups of the mask it's always just him kind of peering yeah. from behind trees okay, that is so good that's yeah. the that's truly the scariest part and uh and yeah and so i agree with you whenever you kind of whenever there's a big reveal um you know i'm i'm a very jumpy wussy person so i will still probably jump out of my chair but but it's but yeah the the mystery and the magic of that is kind of lost and then it's never quite the same yeah uh the other thing i wanted to mention that just came out too is uh david mckenzie's outlaw king starring chris pine which was the opening night film at the toronto international film festival this year um is now on Netflix and it's a brand new cut of the movie. So yeah. there's a lot of, there's a great article on IndieWire actually. And that um, now on Netflix, but also playing at the light box. Oh, there you so, go. you know, cheap plug. There you go. There you go. Shameless plug. <laughs> we have uh, theaters, everyone <laughs> bodied, which played at the festival two years ago. Yeah. I could just spend now. this whole episode plugging. Um, there's a lot of great releases. stuff at, at TIFF yeah. right now. Um, I mean, Eric and I talk about each week how we love that TIFF is actually embracing the Netflix theatrical release window Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of big theater chains are kind of angry at Netflix for having the day and date kind of thing. But I like that TIFF is like, well, no, there are some people who who do want to leave their houses and actually see this on a big screen. So you guys are playing the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is cool. Eric and I saw that at the New York Film Festival, Mm -hmm. which is, you guys, a brand new Coen Brothers movie. I'm like, of course you want to go see that in a theater. So, um, But Outlaw King, yeah, a movie... Which is on a very big scale, so it is worth seeing. I think it would benefit seeing. from a big screen presentation. Yeah, but also, I mean, I don't think the movie's very good. Um, I haven't seen this new cut, so he cut oh, 20... Oh, you saw it at the festival? I did. Okay, because I still um, have not seen... I saw I the two-hour and 25-minute cut. Right. Now it's two hours and five minutes or something. Right. It's, he cut 20 minutes out of the movie. Based on reaction. Still left Chris Pine's penis in, though, so I mean, everyone... You have to. Uh, which we can check out after this podcast is done in 4K. Um, Was this... Um, um, the the cut 
the 15 minutes cut that was is chris pine cut i don't know find out oh matt he's he's a big he's a big part of this movie well i mean cut as in it ew (laughs) no anyways i hate that (laughs) oh my god i wasn't even sorry uh um, what were you saying he sorry the part the part of like the 15 minutes um that like, the 15 minutes that it's shorter is that that was based on reactions of yeah. tiff right and yeah from tiff audiences so in the indie wire article which you guys can go check out um it might have been from david ehrlich i think um he talked to david mckenzie and he just said that like in that first screening on the opening night he could kind of feel the air get sucked out of the room and after the opening scene and he just noticed that he needed to make some changes and it was too long and and he needed to tighten it up a bit and i've heard this new cut is better than the tiff cut like it's a little tighter um I, I don't know if it's really going to save the movie. I mean, the last time that happened was Roman J. Israel at TIFF, yes. which also got a huge recut after its premiere because yeah. it got a really negative reaction. And I've never... The, the problem with a lot of this is is like I don't go back because they were bad when I saw them at TIFF. I'm like, I'm, I am I don't want to rewatch them. More or less them, the, same, but, the same general kind of... Yeah, I mean, you can't really plot. say... Like a turd is still a turd, right? They can keep polishing a turd, but it's still a... Very classy uh, <laughs> analogy. I mean, it is. You can't like... It's so I don't know. I mean, the odd time you can save a film in editing and I feel like you could kind of rework something. But once you've already shown it to a very large audience of both critics and public and everyone kind of has a negative reaction to it, I don't know if you can save it. But I mean, I'm curious to see uh, if Outlaw King gets a better reaction now that it's out there for everyone. So, yeah, um, it's available right now. Uh, Let's move on to talking trailers. So trailers. We watched a couple trailers right before this started. Yes. Um, I had to prep you for the show. You did um, not. Which, I know, I to be know. fair, is we do this all the time. I, I go on iTunes and, and Netflix and and, um, and YouTube and, and do a, a, a trailer festival for you, I think, like once a week. I mean, you're making it sound like I like have no like interest in seeking it's not, these I'm, out. But the I, thing is... I don't. However... <laughs> come on. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, I just, what I'm saying is what? I'm more... I'm the one you, who's obsessed you're very, with this thing. You're very, you're very quick with yes, it. Yes, like, that's you're, what you're I mean. very, You're very on it. So the day that they come out, whereas it, it might and take me... And then I'm excited to show it to you. It might that's take me I mean. a few days on my own to get around to catching up with trailers. But Matt yes. is... Matt's a trailer fanatic. Where And then I love showing them to you because yes. I'm excited the, His about eyes are lighting up right now, yes. even talking about it. You try it. and throw me under um, the bus and say that I'm accusing no, you of he, something. He, yes, he loves to show me trailers. So we have like a, every week we'll occasionally, yeah, we'll sit down and uh, we'll see the latest So we just kind of did that. So we watched the trailer for Laika's Missing Link, um, which is an animation studio that did Coraline and Kubo and the Two Strings and, and a few other movies, uh, Paranorman. Um, I have not seen any of these films. I feel like I need to yeah. I need to preface this because uh, you're That's all fine. everyone's I, probably like, what? Does she not watch movies? Some people love Laika. Laika I, for me sorry to cut you off. Like I, I'm with you that I've barely seen any of them. I just for me, like it's more I was just gonna preface this that like I'm yeah. not a huge cartoon ish yeah, type animation. Animation really isn't thing. my thing. I didn't really go like I grew up kind of on certain shows, like whatever, Rugrats, Animaniacs, all that, but like from big from studios, like I never really Like you weren't a Disney princess girl. I like, wasn't like, really and people think people What Disney movies did you like as a kid? Do you remember? I loved Aladdin okay, and same. Lion King. Same. I think those were the two those classics. Are my two Everyone favorites, can agree yeah. on that. Um, I mean, at least a lot of people a lot were of people 90s like kids. Yeah. yeah, but but I mean, I didn't really, you know, like 
Pocahontas. Like I've seen Snow White, I've seen, Cinderella. I've seen. I, I always feel like I've seen you know parts of Snow White, parts of Pocahontas, parts of Mulan. Even but Pixar, then, I had like you weren't you didn't see. Like, well, aside from Toy Story, I right. think I also just didn't didn't follow with it over the years. But it just I just never sought it out. But people, when I tell them that I like I didn't grow up with Disney or I didn't really or I haven't seen you know Mulan more than once or Pocahontas more than once or even like finish the movie, people are like like the the. The daggers Emperor's that are that people like have are. Have you even seen Emperor's New Groove? My sister. I don't loves think it. I have, but everybody looks David at me. Spade. Everybody looks at me the same way, and they their mouth falls open. Like, how have you not seen these movies? Like, you what watched was, Seinfeld. They're as like, a kid. yeah, exactly. Uh, when I was when I was five, I was watching Seinfeld. But no, but it just it's almost just like this. Like, what was what is wrong with you? Like, did you not have a childhood? Like, it's like the the degree to which Disney is so revered as like 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 as a foundational part of like your childhood upbringing i get it it's a huge thing but but that always that always just like is a thing that 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 bugs me that people are like so they can't get over it yeah i mean to each their own i'm, I'm a big proponent of just being like okay people enjoyed what they yeah. want to enjoy and, and who cares you had a different upbringing and those weren't your thing and that that translated into when you became an adult you don't have that um affinity towards wanting to see animated films like i don't know for me like I've always, even as an adult, I still like seeing the Disney animated films. Or like is the one thing, getting back to that, where like I studied Coraline when I did Children's Lit in college. And I think that was about the same time um, the movie was coming out. And I remember doing a presentation and I uh, showed the trailer. I did my thing that we do, but to my whole class. And right. was like, hey, this Coraline movie's coming out and, and, and showed them the trailer. Never actually saw the movie. And then uh, I did see Paranorman and I hated it. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people who love that movie. Um and then I never saw Kubo and the Two Strings, which everyone said was amazing. And I think I'm missing one in there, too. Kubo got nominated um, for an Oscar, right? Oh, yeah. I yeah. think it Best Animated Movie. And there are people who love, love, love Kubo. And like that's why um, the director of that film just got hired to do uh, the Bumblebee movie, the Transformers one. Oh, and it's okay. the first Transformers movie not being directed by Michael Bay. And then people have sort of have faith in it because he's he did a really good job with Kubo right. and he understands like great storytelling something interesting with it. and people compare them to Pixar in a way that they tell really great stories and um I've just never seen that and even watching this missing link trailer like it has Zach Galifianakis kind of playing like an a a abominable like a yeti. yeti like a yeah. yeti that's a better word yeah a, a, a yeti like which climbing. Uh, this microphone's called a yeti microphone oh is it yeah we're using the yeti um, microphone He's, yeah. like, he's climbing like uh you know he, in he bumps Nepal. into like he's yeah Nepal, climbing you know mountains but he speaks he, english and it's yeah. one of these things where he teams up with like a human who finds him and he starts wearing a suit and it's right. funny and i don't know it's it's like, cute it's cute it just doesn't these i don't know doesn't speak doesn't to resonate me. in any way and i'm not like there's certain movies i don't know my my thing also i i can appreciate um like clever like writing and 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 I guess cartoons or animation animation that's almost like too clever for children in a way, if that makes sense. Like you the do way, like it or you don't? I do yeah. like that. Like I yeah. like jokes that are that are men, you know, that's for what adult Pixar audience. does really well. Yeah. And Disney even does really well. Yeah. That's why things like I I don't know if, how many people saw Storks with right. Andy Samberg. Uh, um which I, is uh, yeah, I I've never seen I don't it. know that it, you know, received any kind of critical acclaim, but I really enjoyed that because I love Andy Samberg. I think, See, it's I think you like animation more than you think. Because I, I feel like a, whenever we watch something you you 
I've seen you cry during Pixar movies. Okay, Moana, like, obviously. Well, that's a was, Disney movie. Oh, but I mean, like, my bad. Yeah. Uh, see, that's what I mean. I don't know the difference between any of these things. Um, no, but like, sh- I just mean animation, right? Like that—that's a movie that I that I that really resonated and I thought was very sweet and and had great music. Um, what was I just talking about? Which movie? Storks. Storks. Yeah, it was just funny. It was like, well, it's just like a it's it's goofy and it the the humor is uh, it's just it's just different than something like. Frozen, also Disney. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Uh, Frozen, which, you hate, which I which like... haven't even finished because <laughs> I just, there's something, it's, I guess it's that, maybe that's why, maybe it's more of like a classic Disney princess thing, which never, I was kind of a tomboy growing up. Maybe it just right. never really, which is why I thing. loved it. Cause it reminded me of those yes. films. And I, those... and then, and that never really was a thing that I followed that um, made me feel any kind of nostalgia or made me feel right. like a princess again, or like, it just didn't, I just didn't do it for me. And I also don't, um, I'm just really digging myself into a hole here. I really don't like <laughs> musicals. musicals either. Which a lot of them are what, musicals, right? What do you like, Mavis? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm but very you like s- the Blues Brothers, which the is Blues a musical. Brothers. I know a lot of people. I've, I've tried that line with people. I've tried to feed them the line that the Blues Brothers is a is a respected musical, and they don't buy it. Uh, but it is. It's it's a series yeah. of songs woven into a plot. And uh, but yeah, it's it's just a it's a different kind of thing. I don't. Yeah, like Les Mis is. I'm kind of. I think I, the I like movies, movies not not great. great I think I think I like I do like musicals the way they're like meant La to be La seen. Land, right? Yes, La La Land I did like, but like I like bro- like Broadway musicals, right? Like I think that is the, that sure. su- that suits the nature of it. I don't like when people randomly burst out into song. But a lot of the times the Broadway musical ones are like that. No, or, but I mean, or a lot of times seeing, they're singing the whole thing. But I'm seeing I I think that suits seeing a stage production of something. Oh, I you're can, talking an actual play, I'm not about an adaptation. No, no, yeah. I'm talking about seeing people in person if you want to break out into song in the middle of a but sentence, even in a cartoon you don't want to see people break out into song i mean like I looney tunes sure looney tunes that's okay oh, is that where um, you're gonna the hill you're gonna die on but but yeah so it's just it's i don't know it's very like uh in the moment if something if i if i like a certain so would story you say you're more of like a bugs bunny kid than a yes. mickey mouse kid definitely uh, that's bugs right. bunny because even storks is warner brothers which would be i love uh, like warner brothers tunes. yeah that was my big when wonderland still used to be branded uh, like paramount paramount um all of the like Hanna Barbera, like right. I love like like Nickelodeon, That's all so that stuff, like the Jetsons, yeah. the That's all those all Hanna those Barbera shows, stuff, yeah. Dexter's. So you're Lab. more Looney Tunes in Nickelodeon and Hanna Barbera Pinky rather the Brain, than Disney. Animaniacs, yes. Which I, that's interesting because I mean I still liked a lot of that stuff when I was a kid too, and I loved I mean I loved Wonderland when it was Paramount's Canada's Wonderland too, even being a movie movie lover and stuff like that. I think it's generic and boring now. But, Remember the Mirthmobile. Um, from Wayne's World? Oh, yeah. They had all the, the not the, the props and different things that they had yeah. there. They were really cool. So Top good. Gun and Tomb Raider. And uh, uh, they had all the, all the rides used to be themed by stuff. And yeah, Hanna-Barbera Land was always awesome, I remember, as yeah. a kid. They have, remember Smurfs Village when they had the Smurfs, Smurfs Village? Smurfs, yeah. I loved all of that. But Disney was such a huge part, like with Muppets and Disney and, and stuff like that. And you never had an affinity you really, to You really them. try every Christmas mattress to get me a very Muppets Christmas or whatever it's called. A Muppet Christmas Carol. A Muppet Carol. Christmas Carol. I'm sorry. Uh, and and sure, like it's cute. But like I again, I think From the for director you, of the Happy Time Murders. Oh, your other favorite movie. Oh, uh, it's real bad. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It just never, I don't know. I, I never grew up with it. I, I, I know that a lot of people, for a lot of people, you included, that's a nostalgia thing. You grew yeah. up with it. You love it. And you still do. It's not like it's, it's not like you choose to like it, even though it's 
it might be bad you just choose to live it regardless like i think you over time you still it still resonates it still has the same like disney weight. and animation oh i was or? talking about the muppets but oh, sure muppets. but, yeah, but yeah. anything like Sorry, you still genuine you still oh thank you for listening no, i oh. just got lost in your beautiful <laughs> eyes oh my god um so yeah i think it's just one of those things that if it's if it if it's something that you really yeah, it sticks Went with to you. As a kid, yeah, it then sticks it, with you. It it's goes, nostalgic. It's yeah. comforting. It's like I don't love the Muppets Most Wanted, and the Muppets have kind of gone into the the shitter lately. Like I loved the Jason. Um, oh God, what's his name from? Not Jason. Jason uh, Siegel. Jason Siegel yeah. Muppets movie, but when they went into Muppets Most Wanted, it with can you Ricky sing Gervais, Muppet or Man for us right now? Uh, yeah, am I a man or a Muppet? A man or yeah. Muppet. Um, that movie's great, and then they kind of lost it. They did that weird ABC TV show, but like, I don't know. I I think you you never quite lose those things you loved as a kid and that's why like i'm going to this disney event at lightbox next week and it's one of my favorite events of the year and i'm again now that disney owns some of the other things i really love when it comes to marvel and and star wars and and some of the things i've latched on to since i was a kid and can't let go as i'm a 30 year old man now but uh and and we're going to talk about their streaming service and how they basically own the world in a little mm-hmm. bit um, but it's just interting. And then even excited for Wreck-It Ralph or excited for Frozen 2 or... There's Frozen um, 2? Coming out next oh, year, yeah. Oh, great. Um, More rides <laughs> and kids loving yeah. it again. And then Toy Story 4 coming next year. They have the live-action Lion King coming and and, and uh, the live-action Dumbo and all these things that are coming back from right. our childhood that it's just interesting you not having like a an attachment to that. And I and definitely going... like know of them. I, I've met people... Oh, of course. Met yeah, you I, can't not really well, some know. People, I've met some people who are just so so not in the world of film and I think like as people who work in film and love film right we were very up to date on like what's coming out and just even um, certain things like you talked about bodied um, coming out um, at the lightbox soon like that's actually I, I ended up seeing <coughs> that film when it played the festival like two, two years, years ago, ago. Yeah. and that's crazy to me like when I see when I see that as an announcement like new release bodied I'm like what do you mean new release? Like I saw it two years ago, like where has it been for the last two years? And it's just, it, you know, needed distribution and all that. And now it's finally ready to be shown to the world. So it's interesting to have that, or even, you know, uh, I guess La La Land or Moonlight, all these movies, like when they first, um, when they first played at the festival and then eventually getting, you kind of forget that the, the, the Well, that's the even happening public, now with Widows yeah, and like... And, you forget that people who either you know, don't go... That aren't part of the festival right, circuit... Right, you're like, oh shit, you're just seeing this now. This is a new movie to Yeah, you. like the, the, the wave of, of conversation around these films is just happening now as opposed to you also maybe having had you're, certain we're in a bubble smaller... Yeah, right? smaller conversations in the past. So it's, it's, it's just interesting to kind of like reorient yourself to like the larger... All these normies having to see the movie. Yeah. Um, there's weird... There's something that came out recently as Amber Heard heard movie did it play the uh, festival he had three years ago and it's oh. just coming out now i walked out of it three years ago i remember okay. you're and not gonna give just, it another chance oh god no it was so bad um i don't remember ah fuck what was it called american something no i don't know but it's just coming out now right. so i just had that experience yeah it's, it's interesting it's interesting when things take a little while it doesn't because obviously they're they're good they're just it's probably it needs to find the right audience or it needs to find the right people to to market it so um yeah, that's that's a that's a cool, I guess, perk. I wouldn't call it a perk. A festival. But well, that's why it, I love it. It is. It is a way. Well, that's one reason why people love film festivals and love like there's the. 
it's not like this like oh i got to see it first i'm better than you kind yeah. of thing but when you love this stuff as much as we do or or anyone who's in that kind of hardcore film cinephile community bubble that like um you sometimes that is the part of it that why i spend so much money on tiff every year or why i love tiff is like i cannot wait another day until i see widows so like Mm -hmm. seeing it at the festival is exciting because i know i don't have to wait till november or beale street it got pushed to december now and and we some people saw that way back in august when Mm -hmm. you're pre-screening and it's a cool thing and i think it adds to it and, and it just whenever you can lessen that weight to that movie that you're excited for and you and i think it the atmosphere sphere really helps it at tiff and things like that so there's a bunch of factors of why um why that's so special um yeah absolutely yeah all right let's move into the news so there's a bunch of things that we want to talk about we're um, all riled up about the news yeah um, so there was an article i want to start off with this because this is something you really wanted to talk about mm-hmm. and um so uh, there's an article in vogue um that I think this is it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's November the one. 8th. Yeah. So it had a couple different names. The, uh, okay. Uh, uh, f- uh, th- that doesn't matter. So there's an article on Rogue, uh, Vogue, not Rogue, uh, written by Taylor Ant- Antrim that's called Wasn't This Supposed to Be the Golden Age of Horror? And it was basically Where Have All the Good Horror Movies Gone? Saying this that year. Yeah. 2018 was a very bad year for horror movies mm-hmm. and um we've seen social media and again we talked about this bubble that we're in mm-hmm. um film twitter whatever you want to call it um kind of went to bat and started getting angry at this article saying like what the hell is this person yeah, talking about you had, like, a24 and 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 blumhouse blumhouse and elijah wood and people coming out going well, what are you talking about yeah, like, like so i mean cole's notes of this article we we read it yesterday um I don't know if, what you have to say about it, but basically they were saying um, that um, last year was a great year for horror when it came to Split and Get Out and It, um, it and yeah. a couple indie horror movies like Raw and... Um, it Comes at Night. Yes. And saying that this year has been very lackluster in the horror movie uh, department. And and I, I, I'm curious if you agree with that. And I know to preface this... Again, you talked about how you don't love like gore and, mm-hmm. and and stuff like that, but you do like horror movies. It's just you, you're you you just don't like the genre as a whole. No, right? I mean or- I I like to be thrilled. I do. I like I said, I'm a very I'm a wuss when it comes to the the jump scare will get me every time, and you laugh at me because you know yeah. something's coming, and like you you know you're jump good. scares don't really like, they, when jump scares get me, I'm like oh you motherfucker you yeah, got me you that got was me good. good, but I'm I will jump at anything I will jump at like the classic you know someone opens right. someone's the, in the bathroom the and they open the mirror yeah. and they close it and someone's obviously gonna be there and I still jump every time and you don't love that. You know, experience, I, right? but or I do because I still do? Yeah. I still watch it with you. I think it's more psyching my. Gore is the stuff you don't like. I hate yes, I hate torture porn. I hate yeah. gore. I hate overly done. I hate violence, gratuitous violence yeah. in film. That's not what I'm there to see. I the like, violence should be effective and not really. I don't even like, need violence. I don't even right. think. I think I and so we'll get into it a little more um, with with shows like we'll talk about um, Hill House because that's referenced in this article as well. But I think Hill House is a very um, good example of of a of a a style of horror that is subdued in the way that it uses horror it isn't you could take away all of the yeah and violence and not even so much violence and that's kind of why i like it i think you could strip away those elements 
of of the jump scares or of um, certain certain instances of of something gory happening, and you could still have a show um, like a, a very heavy, effective family drama that stands on its own without that. But I think because they use those moments um, sparingly, uh, like to scare you, or, or really, they have so many. It's things. very clever in the way that yes. they do it, right? And, like and I love, like it's usually something in the background, or yes. it's a creepy figure that they focus on, yes. and and that's I'm with you that so, I love it so for that reason. That's the, that's the type of horror I like, even though it's probably the most and stuff with I a good story it, too, yeah. right? Like it, you liked it last it, it year. It was great, and, like, and I and I knew, like I mean, even parts of it were incredibly violent. Like I was and it comes not that prepared. Night, you also like, yeah, last year. and and so these are these kind of. Slow, almost slow burn uh, aspects of horror, I think, are, are, are so effective because it's it's building that tension, it's building that suspense, and you really don't know where it's going to come uh, from next. And and that's actually so that's that's a thing that I love. And and this article in Vogue, that's one of the things that it criticizes about Hill House and, and, so, and shows like this. They're like, it needs it's the intensity. Slow, it, yeah. It's too slow. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, that's not what horror is supposed to be. And I and I really disagree with that. I really think that that's. That's you want a, a good balance. Yeah, of you don't both. want it to just be coming at you left and right constantly because then you don't have time to to really feel that tension or to feel that suspense. And yeah. and they reference so so yeah so obviously you know they they weren't a fan they're 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 referencing Hill House was uh yeah a horror release this year but they didn't think it was done On very TV, well because it was bloated they said it was yeah. ten hours long and they also reference Halloween uh, saying. Now I agree with their. I somewhat agree with their take. The, the the writer's take is that Halloween. I kind of forget a little bit what he said, but fine. he was. Uh, guys, he was, go read the article if you yeah. have a chance. It's on Vogue. It's an interesting read. I don't necessarily agree with it as we're talking here, yeah. but definitely read it to kind of get the nuances of what this person's argument is. But like even the lead. Sorry, just one thing. I really annoyed me as I read the lead. That's like, remember when horror was good? And right. I'm like, fuck off. Right. Like, as if, come as if, on. Like you're not you're not better than everyone because you didn't like a couple horror movies this year. Yeah, but I they mean, didn't like Halloween. Halloween, I think they were saying that, again, it wasn't very scary. I I agree. I was scared, but I thought that, I mean, if you compare Halloween to the original, we talked about a little bit with, you know, Michael Myers lurking in the background. Yeah. The way that it, the way that the original builds suspense and, and, and it just kind of seeps through the film and it's really not even like a, a jump scare kind of movie. No. It's just, it's just building that, that vibe. And then my issue with the new Halloween is that it is so, it is trying so hard to be because Danny McBride wrote it or co-wrote it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of humor in the new film and that actually takes me out of the experience of what Halloween is supposed to be. I felt like because it's jumping from, you know, joke after joke, there's no time, there's never a sustained period where I am feeling Tense, a sense of dread yeah, the yeah. way that, the way that horror is supposed to make you feel. And there's, there's one scene in particular that I won't ruin. Michael Myers, well, whatever, I have to preface well, it, but he, he kind of, he kind of comes out from, you know, he kind of pops up in, in a sure, scene and then yeah. the next, and then the next scene is played for laughs and you're, and it's like, am I supposed to be laughing or am I, I supposed to be scared? Yeah, and I get that. I and, mean, I loved, I loved Halloween and I like that tone. Um, comedy, comedy, horror and comedy. I feel comedy, like that's, you just coined uh, a yeah, new term. Uh, yeah, um, I feel like are are actually quite similar. And when it comes to leading up to a punchline or or getting a laugh or getting a scare, I think that's why a lot of good comedy writers are good horror writers. And I think that's why Danny McBride did do a good job. And I actually 
think it did a good job at breaking the tension of also being funny and scary and clever and and like again i i wasn't very scared but i'm not trying to be like i'm a man like i just don't get very scared but like there are things where i think are clever and i go oh that's creepy or i go ooh that's that's scary but it doesn't it was entertaining yes. i didn't i didn't i thought it was fun like you we, liked it. we you saw just this didn't. we yeah. saw this at midnight madness at TIFF, which obviously adds a and little it was bit an to amazing it. experience because you're there with like a full up sold out audience that has been that loves this franchise and the cast is all there and uh and yeah and i mean i was i was alone i didn't have any i didn't have matt to, to grab right we had to sit separately to which grab I won't your, get into your shoulder but um but yeah but so that was just kind of one of those things where i i i was expecting that i would be scared but then there was so much humor that well, i was i was doing yeah. okay like i wasn't i wasn't like i wasn't cowering my seat or anything that so you agree with that, that but I, then I they also mentioned like Oh, they're like, okay, Hereditary came out this year in June. Hereditary is amazing. And then they I've also, not seen Hereditary. they also mention A Quiet Place. Um, but then they kind of go, well, it was good, but it's just a PG 13 thriller and not a horror movie, which, so, fuck off, it well, is a horror movie. Well, that's the thing. Right off the bat, so, so it's almost, the, this article is kind of like, it's claiming one thing, but then it's, it's like, <coughs> why are there no good, why are there no horror movies this year or something? Or implying that there's a lack of horror films being output in 2018, but then right off the bat, they name like five, six, seven different types of horror, and, and then, and then they pivot into saying that they're not scary. And it's like, well, that's, that you're arguing two, two different things here. These right. these all these are these, these are horror films. Whether you think they're good or not is yeah. is a separate. Like go review these movies. And then they mention like shitty horror movies like Winchester and and The Nun and Slender Man, which I think is kind of horseshit because I feel like every year you get bad horror movies. Of is, course. Is, and every year there's like a bunch of schlock and and horror is a genre that brings out and comedy the same you like again um there's the lowest common denominator of comedy just like there's the lowest common denominator of of horror movies and i feel like those genres are so intertwined because um you get a lot of schlock and a lot of crap and then you have to kind of go through and find the good stuff and that's why people coin that term elevated horror which a lot of horror fans hate mm -hmm. because they're just saying well that, like that's bullshit to all the other movies that you're just saying get out is elevated horror mm -hmm. or hereditary is elevated horror and things like that but like, i think it's just a term than, than and i think it's just a slasher. term that we're using as saying good horror <laughs> like right when or, a horror movie's good and a well, little bit well written yes. well conceived yeah it's yeah. It, it's it's not just a slasher movie or it's not just a scare fest that that's made yeah. for and i think those movies are specifically made for teenagers and people between the ages of, of 12 and, and, and 16 um, because they're going to the movies every Friday night and that's why they make a ton of money and, and there's no... I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, they're not great movies, but I don't think going, well, did you see these shitty horror movies this year? And I'm like, every year has those kind of like... Like Jason Blum will make three bad, shitty, yeah. generic paint-by-number. I know I use that term all the time, but like it, there are a lot of movies that are like that of just kind of cookie cutter bullshit horror movies but then he makes a get out or he makes a halloween and as much as you you might be torn on halloween at least i give it credit for at least being fun or at least being d the best halloween sequel in, in, in 40 years yeah. and like at least being it, at least it, it feels like it's trying and hereditary in the same sense of a24 doing good stuff and he mentioned it comes at night last he also year mentions Suspiria, um, which i haven't seen right you which which i did i think uh, yeah we're allowed to talk about it. it's already out um, I'll give Luca Guadagnino credit for again trying something different and 
putting his own stamp on it and mm-hmm. not being a generic horror movie. Uh, it's an art house horror, horror film. It's just too self-indulgent and too long. Like a horror movie shouldn't be two and a half hours. I didn't actually know and that it was marketed as horror. Yeah, like, I mean, it's like, like you know, art house thriller. horror, like a drama right. horror, like ele- again, elevated horror. Right. When a horror right. movie has a plot, people start calling them elevated horror movies. Right. And I'm like, I, I, um, I perceive it to be more like a black swan, which I don't consider a horror Movies? See like, where I would like this is you would. this just goes back to again horror thriller. I think they're but one I think there's the a same. difference, right? There, yeah. there definitely is like, like the experience. Home invasion. I think it just depends on how you. I don't know how you. Well, look it's at interesting it. because you consider a quiet place a horror movie. I do, yeah. which I do not. I consider he and he does mention that film on this on this list. I don't consider it a horror movie. I think it's a great film, but I don't get that. I don't. I don't. I don't see that on the same plane as as a movie as like But then I would say hereditary could just be a uh, a drama a hor- like a But no, but I think there are I mean again I haven't seen yeah, it but, but people have people but have I have. So what I'm saying I, is like I know. Yeah. I'm just saying that that aspects of that film are are you know components that would make it a thriller but i think certain visuals that you've described to me or other people those are those but there's are a monster hunting people down in a quiet place and like stalking people and there's jump scares and like uh, sure i think you're you're right but like i think it's more so what see, differentiates a horror to a thriller movie to you um i mean well i i envision a quiet place and it comes see it comes it comes at night is is a great example i think we can talk about because it comes at night is very much was very much marketed like a horror film but it's you not didn't know, really. well but but i see you're so this is what you're saying you're saying that it comes at night is not a horror film i very much see it comes at night and a quiet place is being similar in nature they're yeah. both running from something in a in forest the and- some unidentified thing that's hunting them you you don't consider it um, a horror and or sorry you don't consider it horror. I mean, I, I do. But the way that the trailer, it was just that very... This is what's tricky about the whole it thing. It was that red door or whatever. Well, A24 there was, is very misleading. There was that red that red door in the trailer and like it, it, they, they don't tell you very much of what is going on in that film. And so it builds this like, what is this movie even about? And I think it does well to be like, it was marketed, I think, purposefully yeah. as, as a horror. But then when you actually sit down and watch the film, it's... It, again, it's just more of a thriller. There is something. There is something un, unknown that's lurking around, and you don't. But know I just don't is. see the difference, like How, between thriller and horror. Like Halloween. a thriller, I see as like a psychological thriller. Like someone's, like it's more so not a monster hunting someone or someone hunting someone down, but it's more like a tense. Like, and I get that. That's where it's tricky, and I think the lines are blurred and and weird. I think of serial like, killers and things of that nature are. That's what. But you, there's horrors in horror. either movie, though. So what I'm saying is like, I think it's all just your personal definition of what a horror movie or what a thriller movie is and that's why it and movies in general are subjective obviously but like when it comes to this stuff and i feel like it, it again comes down to personal preference and i keep comparing horrors and comedies because i feel like they're the two genres that i always say are just really the most subjective i feel like you can easily argue um not easily but more easily argue like why a drama works uh, or why a drama is a good movie uh, versus a bad movie rather than a comedy or a horror movie because I feel like those ones like your sense of humor might be different or I might like gory kind of horror movies or I might like slashers or I might only like elevated horror movies like that but like 
and I, I guess that's just movies in general, but I just feel like it comes out a bit more in those two genres because people are, at least I'm more forgiving of going, okay, they, that person liked Baywatch, even though I hated Baywatch, mm-hmm. but that just means that they, again, not everyone thinks the same things are funny. Is that person a lesser, not that anyone who dislikes a movie that you like is a lesser person, and even when it comes to dramas, but I feel like you could go and debate, do you know what I'm saying though? Like yeah. debate a drama of going, this works because of these performances right. and this filmmaking technique, and and you can do that with horror too, and, and, and even comedy, but I feel like well, it's more... Yeah, because a lot of people have, you know, when it came out, people... Uh, you could argue it from both sides of like, oh, it's this kind of campy, whatever movie about these kids, uh, this this remake of this film that's just kind of, um, it's not like, I don't know, the original, for to example, me, wouldn't consider like, a- like an Academy Award uh, type film, but then what it it was it received lots of acclaim. Like people were like, this is a well done yeah, yeah. horror film. And, and it and reminded it me of like an R rated kids movie, right? Like that's what it, and like each of these movies has a very different tone. And that's why it's, it's hard to just say it's horror in general. Cause like even it, I don't think is like a, like a horror movie. It is, like it I is, know though. it is, but then that's, that's the thing is like all of these have nuances. And I feel like, putting them in a box of just calling them this one genre of like what we're arguing about, about like what's a horror, what's a thriller movie, what's a elevated horror movie and all this stuff is just kind of silly in the sense of like, Oh, there's no good horror movies this year. I'm like, this is one dude's opinion in a Vogue article that said there was no good horror movies this year. And I mean, sure he's entitled or he or she was entitled to to that opinion and that's fine i don't have to necessarily agree with it so when i see people getting upset about it i just go like okay you enjoyed hereditary you enjoyed a quiet place you might not you might not think a quiet place is a thriller but i think it's a horror movie so i, I think consider, it's a thriller that's you know? what i mean yeah. but i consider it a horror movie so i think it's a great year for horror because i think a quiet place is one of my right. favorite movies of the year and so is hereditary right. like if you look at my top 10 of the year there's a bunch of movies in there that i consider either horror or thrillers and i kind of lump them into a similar kind of thing and i still go well i think it's a great year for horror even like sure panic room the david fincher movies a home invasion movies are usually considered thrillers mm-hmm. but there are some people who might go that's a horror movie it's terrifying to me and right. like so it's just i don't know i think it's just a weird definition thing and i just don't um it's just kind of silly like again saying it's a bad year for x y or z and and writing an article in vogue and i get you got to make a buck and you you got to write but i just think it's kind of silly I don't know. yeah I, I don't know like it's it, it is it's very subjective like we can't even i think you and i proved by by discussing that that it's a very broad spectrum of what can be considered what and and it's not definitive um and like even that's why you have like what you were talking about with kind of the, you see the similarities of, of comedies and horror that's why you yeah you love in particular like cabin in the woods and like the final girls and, and movies like <coughs> movies like that Satirical that, that, movies that like blend that, yeah. that blend those genres because um because they see you know the potential for for comedy in a in a terrifying situation and and it works really well um but but yeah i mean i my this is gonna sound kind of whatever reductionist or very like 
uh, a very simplistic view, but like to me, like horror is like quintessential. Like it's Hall- it's Halloween, it's sure. October. What do, what do I associate with Halloween? I associate like like serial killers and slasher things, and and just people roaming around with pumpkins in the background and stuff like that. That to me is horror. Like what could I watch in October that would really make me feel like I'm celebrating Halloween? Right. As so basically, to- if it's October, what would I put on that list of exactly. movies? Exactly. That's that I what want. I would consider a horror. And that's totally fair. And I I think that's but I feel like other people have different definitions like to me i'm looking through on wikipedia trying to find what other horror movies came out this year and like i was scrolling through and i'm like annihilation i sort of consider that a horror movie Hmm, because that fucked up weird bear that screams human sounds and all the fucked up weird shit that happens in that movie i think is is horrifying and it it, and sure it's it has elements of a sci-fi kind of drama in it um I but, think that's also just th- that film in particular is very genre defined uh, and can go yeah, in so many different exactly. ways. It's hard but to I could consider. So when you're saying it's not a good year for horror, and I go fuck you, Annihilation's great. Yeah. Like A Quiet Place is great. Yeah. Um, uh, Hereditary. I really, if you haven't seen Hereditary, I my jaw was on the floor that entire second half of that movie because it was unexpected and it's not even scary, but more horrific and 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 it's a family drama but has this sense of dread throughout the whole thing and it and tony collette is so good and i'm just like how can you say it's a bad year for horror in a, in a year that had um uh, hereditary well this writer and might be very literal minded like me insane is also great which is a horror movie um but if but if he's taking this very literally uh, of like horror, of like what you're saying of what i'm like, saying not not that i not that i agree with this usually article, you get like one or two movies that come out in october well, that yeah, are like that that are that style yeah, I don't know. I think that maybe this is a bit of a misnomer for, or like just the way that this article is framed. It's clickbaity too. Yeah, I but think that it, I think there are, it just, the fact that It's accomplishing exactly what it was. Well, yeah, and I, I don't know, like the fact that there are so many, t- so many films that are referenced in it that, that do kind of, whether it's considered horror or thriller or whatever, the fact that there is such an abundance this year, I think is still showing that there's, there's a desire and there's an audience and an appetite for these types of films. And isn't that at least accomplishing something right and in being it, it's relevant as a mm-hmm. genre right because there are so many of them whether they're viewed as successful um interpretations or or, or an output of, of film whether that like that aside there's still an abundance of it so yeah. i think that that proves that that people want more of that yeah, and that yeah. it was successful for that very reason right i know again so, when you're talking about a critical analysis of something like i mean they keep making these movies because they make a ton of money to your point and people want them and um i, I want to give a shout out too to overlord which we just reviewed as well which i would consider like sure it's a genre bending kind of hybrid of a bunch of different mm-hmm. movies it's mostly a world war ii movie but then has a lot of horror elements in the last act mm-hmm. and i'm like that's a great horror movie to me because the last act is a horror movie and um i had a blast with overlord and like i'm trying to go through and and see what else came out this year first purge i even enjoyed um i would say searching is more of a thriller um but again, but that, that I mean, you definition is that to have horrific kid, elements. Exactly, your kid goes missing. Yeah, missing yeah, like kid, right? Like, and there are horrific things that happen in that movie. So um, it all depends, right? Like those movies, those movies, like unfriended, like a, sure. an updated horror film, right? Like in the in the twenty first century, how horror can manifest itself. Yeah. Um, and all of that, but 
But yeah, I, don't I, don't know. I get it. I get why the person wrote it. I just it I, got I think us it's talking. Funny. It's exactly what he's trying to accomplish, plus minutes, so. right? And it's exactly he wants a twenty four to write about it and or, or talk about it, and like that's the best thing. Any press is good press, right? So. Yeah. Uh, okay, Nevis, let's go into, I want to talk a bit about Disney Plus. You're still, you're still cool to talk to me I mean, for a I'll bit. talk about Disney now that everyone knows that I, uh, no. but I think this is interesting because I did want to talk to you about this because yeah. you do. So anyways, I'll, I'll preface this a little bit. So Disney had their earnings call this week and then, um, they also came out and announced some details on their streaming service that they're launching next week and they announced the name of it. So it's going to be called Disney Plus, which, so here's the nice logo I, I can yeah, show you. Yeah. A lot of people Plus. are not thrilled about this, this name. It's very... I don't know, maybe confusing as a brand and yeah. also just the whole thing with Google Plus and just like SEO and just weird Google Plus. things. Yeah. Just like all of the things that have already have come to be or that like associations with that, with the Plus logo and, and the name. And uh, it just seems a little uninventive. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm fine with it. I, um, again, I don't think it, I think we'll get used to it very quickly and that it won't matter. Um, it's going to be so gigantic that it, it won't be confusing because it'll just own that after a, a short, short while. So I think the name it, Disney play was the other rumored name. And like, again, in the end, it, 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 I don't think it really matters, but they announced that they're going to separate it into like five different kind of categories or different areas. You can go on the streaming service. So there'll be a Disney area, a Pixar area, a Marvel area, a star Wars area and a national geographic area, which is interesting. Um, a few more details that they announced. Um, there are two Star Wars shows that they're making. Yes. Um, one of them is going to be John Favreau's uh, produced show called The Mandalorian, um, which will have a bunch of really great directors like Taika Waititi's directing one. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is directing an episode. Um, a bunch of really great directors, and um, which is going to be a completely original story that they're shooting right now. Um, they also announced another Rogue One prequel series uh, based on Diego Luna's character, Cassian uh, Andor. So they're developing that as well. Um, they an- officially announced that they're doing a Loki TV series yes. with Tom Hiddleston. I heard um, about that. That is exciting. I love Loki as a character. I think there's a lot a lot of directions for for him to go in as kind of this like you know zany a little bit sinister but so mostly think, playful character and, and it, i think it'll be fun to see like what they do with him yeah because he's always been played it's weird because like in the thor movies he's kind of always sort of bad but he's redeeming because he's thor's brother in the avengers he was a bad guy yeah. and now when we got into ragnarok territory he's still mischievous and and yeah kind of, but like but do you think they'll take the tone? Because this is obviously going to be a prequel because, spoilers, um, <laughs> Loki is dead. Um, like, literally dead. I mean, dead. We'll not, see. oh, he's not. But this wasn't the Thanos. He's not in the dusting, right? Yeah, this right? wasn't the like, Thanos dusting. Yeah, he's, he was someone who legit got you know, friggin' murked. Yeah. Um, rest, so Rest in peace. I'm curious of, because it'll be a prequel series, of when the time period will be. I mean, Thor and Loki are 1,500 years old or whatever, so mm-hmm. they could go any time period. And right. It, like, do you it, think they, they would even probably start with, like, Loki as a kid, maybe, early? Right. Early well, we've on. kind of already seen that, right? When in, in the first Thor movie, when they show how o- Odin stole him from the Frost Giants. Didn't and- <laughs> see the first or second Thor <laughs> films. You don't need to. They're too Ragnarok is the only one that yeah, I care about. That's the only good one. So, um, anyway, so I think it's curious that I. I, I they're doing these Marvel shows, and the other two rumored ones are Scarlet Witch 
and um, they're doing a team-up show with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay. Um, so there's those, and then I'll get through all of this, and then we can talk about it. And then there are a bunch of other things that they announced. So they're doing a reimagining of High Fidelity, which is going to star Zoe Kravitz. Uh, they're doing uh, a new remake of The Mighty Ducks, okay. which I'm kind of interested in. Uh, an animated series set in the world of Monsters, Inc. Um, wow. They're doing a Christmas comedy film called Noel, uh, which is going to be starring Anna Kendrick. Um, they're doing a live action Lady of the Tramp, which has Janelle Monet and oh. um, I think, uh, what's his name that was married to Jennifer Aniston? Uh, Justin, Thoreau? Justin Thoreau and a couple other people. Oh, fun. Okay. Um, Don Quixote, which is going to be written by Billy Ray, um, not Billy Ray Billy Cyrus. Cyrus. Uh, Billy Ray, who wrote Captain Phillips. Care. They're doing uh, the Paper Magician, Star Girl, Togo. They're doing a whole bunch of stuff. Wow. Um, and even more that I think that uh, isn't listed here. Um, so, so what does that mean for? normally released film like theatrical releases of, Mar- of marvel films like the, the mcu like the universe yeah. and like how that how that's normally just released whatever every couple every couple There's months like three, every every three yeah, a year three or whatever how's that going to factor into star Disney? wars as well yeah um, i i think like we'll still obviously get the theatrical movies from disney um i think now what used to go again you weren't a disney kid so so much per se like you didn't even know that aladdin had two sequels we were talking about that yeah the other i mean day. i feel like it vaguely and, knew more about the genie as a recurring character sure. but in a, what context so in I the can... yeah in the 90s disney would do a lot of directive video right. sequels to their big theatrical movies like they didn't bother putting them in theaters they would just go straight to vhs um <coughs> excuse me um i think they'll get they'll do a lot of that with certain films that they know is probably just better off to be on the streaming service i mean with the stuff that's going to play in theaters i think it'll go to theaters it'll go on 4k and blu-ray and and digital and then eventually it'll go on there and then they'll have all of their back library but you don't think they're gonna you don't think they would there would never be a case where they would release uh a new a new mainstream film as part of that that series i guess they would never just go straight to disney no Plus. And the I way think that like the... Jay, you know the whole thing with jay-z and title and how he was just like i'm only re- releasing stuff on but that's here. what i think those series are the loki series the fa- like fair so but, but, those would have yeah. those are movies that they think those characters aren't good enough for movies essentially right so what they're saying is like well they haven't said how many episodes these are going to be, how many, like the Star Wars Mandalorian show, I think is going to be eight or 10 episodes. Um, so I'm assuming the Marvel ones will also be that, which is interesting because they're technically longer than movies, but then right. uh, they're characters that wouldn't necessarily get their own big budget movies, but they're still going to be integral to that universe. So it's unlike, I mean, we watch Daredevil on Netflix right now and you've watched Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and none of us watched Iron Fist. <laughs> um, so those technically take place in the MCU, but it's they feel so distant, right? Like it doesn't really feel like that's the same universe as the Avengers or anything like that, even though it technically is. Mm-hmm. So the difference here is that those are all done by Marvel TV, and this is going to be done by Marvel Studios, like the same studio that does the movie. So it should have similar special effects. Uh, Kevin Feige, who runs Marvel, is going to be running these shows, and it should be an integral part of those that universe so i don't think like you're going to get guardians of the galaxy volume 3 direct to the streaming service but maybe you'll get a korg korg and meek uh series which is what i want i'm just pitching that right now (laughs) i just want a korg and meek series or the revengers or maybe something that wouldn't necessarily be 
a movie, but it's some side characters right. that get their own show. And I think Star Wars will be the same thing. Like Rogue One, Cassian Andor is was great in an ensemble with everyone. I don't think we would ever want his own movie, but a show where he's like a spy, a rebel spy, kind of going doing like nefarious things for Probably for the rebels. Some like of, some other yeah, you'll see the characters that we know. K two S O like who was um um. Alan Tudyk's like robot from Rogue One, I'm sure will be in in there. And I think it's cool that they're uh, building out all of this. And I think their streaming service will obviously be hella successful. But like, um, it, I think Disney is the old, Disney and Apple are the two people that can really compete with Netflix because I feel like Amazon has tried and they've done an okay job. Uh, Amazon has enough money that they can just keep doing it, and it doesn't matter. They'll make all of their money just off of selling right. things, physical things, off their website. Yeah. But Disney, I think, will be the first person to actually have a good enough library, especially with them buying 20th Century Fox right. and things like that. So I was just curious if you were interested in any of this. And like you no, you were interested in the Marvel Netflix shows. So I, I thought... And I know you like a lot of the Marvel universe, yeah. even though you haven't seen I haven't some seen, of it. I haven't like done like you did a. I think you did that big rewatch of all the MCU movies uh, before. Yep. Um, Infinity War. Infinity War came out, and uh, and yeah, so I have a lot of I have a lot of gaps to fill, but uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I like Loki is one of my favorite characters in that universe, and I think that certain shows like that um, will will pull in even. Yeah, I, people like me who aren't, you know, like don't know all the ins and outs of that series, but but are intrigued enough and 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 do appreciate um, certain certain films that stand out to me, and, and I think that that's that's a that's a that's a smart way I think to to get more people in in on that um, streaming service, and probably from there, like you go from there and really. Then you might go back and watch for, the other stuff, the rest, right? Yeah. So that's what I, I'm, I'm curious because, especially because it'll be at your fingertips and you'll be at home and you might end up watching some things you wouldn't necessarily maybe go to the theater to see. So, and I mean that as for me as well, like just because I can, like I don't know if I'd go see. Well, I would because I see everything, but like, w- will you watch the Scarlet Witch series or the Falcon series or the Star Wars ones? Like, are you interested at all in any of that? I'd be curious to see what they do with it. Like, I'm, I'm more curious of it uh as a like a smaller screen format and like yeah. how that how that will play if it out holds up or... yeah like it's more it's more intrigue um in that regard than like a than like a genuine like need everything in the star wars universe like need to know what's going on i'm not i'm not a i'm not a i'm a star wars by association fan <laughs> more than anything but um but yeah so so i, I definitely will i know you're gonna I'm just gonna bum your login because I know well, you're, we share you're everything gonna, in anyway. Yeah, so. so we'll we'll. I know you're you're definitely gonna you're gonna get on that <coughs> when uh, when it comes out. When when does it? When does Late it launch? Next year. Late next year. So like, it's probably in time for like a Christmas. Yeah, I feel like there's rumors that they have all these deals with Netflix right now for both their shows and they licensed out their entire library to different streaming services, right? So like Netflix has a lot of Disney films on there right now because So will they pull them will they pull and that back? put them on their right. service, right? Cuz they want a big enough library for it to be worth it, right? And why like, did why did, did Netflix agree or how did they convince them to give back like like Well, they only rights? do the licensing for a certain amount of oh, years, I see. right? So, so the light that re- they're up, they just right. won't renew they won't them. Renew it, yeah. So, um I think a lot of those are up next year. Um, so and that makes sense. Then they'll have yeah. all the Marvel movies, all the Star Wars movies, and now that they own Fox, they'll have 
they never had access to the first Star Wars movie because of that, mm-hmm. because Fox always owned the first Star Wars movie. And then there's that whole library from Fox that could go somewhere. I mean, but it's interesting. Where does the R-rated stuff go? Will there be any R-rated content right. on there? Um, Occupying the same space as stuff intended yeah, for Yeah, like where are you going to put Alien? Like, right. are you going to put Alien in the Disney might, section? Might, or like, it might be like a password protected section or yeah. something. I'm curious. I'm fascinated because I feel like the only people who could compete with Netflix... Uh, I mean, coming from a streaming, I worked for a streaming sh- service that crashed and burned because yeah. you couldn't compete with Netflix. So yeah, there's no there's um, no big rival out there right now. I mean, even yeah, Crave is doing well in like a more niche capacity, I guess. Like it's I mean, Amazon like, I, Prime, I, I guess, is I, the big one, and then like Hulu, which Disney will now technically own a majority right, share. Right. I mean, too. Netflix being yeah, like a universal streaming service, where it's like I was very upset that I couldn't stream. <laughs> Sex in the City while I was in Mexico because um, it's it's Canada uh, only, but because uh, HBO is was on Movie Network and things here, and, and it was on Crave TV, Crave which TV. we had here, which just rebranded the day after you left. Yeah, after the day after I left and was on a was on a plane, I finally found out that there was a download feature, um, and then I was in Mexico, so could not retroactively download, which was a bit of a bummer. But yeah, like. The day before I left, I was hoping to to, to scoop some episodes on Crave, and it was not yet um, was not yet a feature. So that's so that's good in that sense. I think that really it took them a while to get up there. Um, Crave is great now. No, it, it has now, all the recent HBO well, that's, stuff. But that's the and thing. Like, it really, I was shocked. I remember even thinking about this last year or on our last trip that we took, like for Crave to not yet have a download feature the way that Netflix does. It's like, come on guys. Like, how are you, you're really falling into the race here. Like, it's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Like people are really, or people are going to, are going to look elsewhere because, because other, other services are providing that. So they finally, I think, uh, you know, are able to to compete in, in a certain sense or by they're they're able to stay relevant at least in Canada yeah. where they're available. And like, yeah. I always said that I think one of the biggest downfalls at show me was that we weren't, if you're competing with Netflix, and I think Disney will do a good job at this, but you need to be everywhere where Netflix right. is, and you have to have the same features or better features as they have. You can't launch a half-assed thing that goes, well, we'll be on PlayStation soon, or we'll be on uh, Apple TV 4K soon, or something like that. So, Okay, the last thing, and then we'll wrap up, I want to talk to you about, because I know you're a big Breaking Bad fan too, um, yes. like myself. Um it's been a while. So Eric and I talked about last week that AMC announced that they're making these three Walking Dead movies, like a trilogy of Walking Dead movies. Uh, right after that, um, we found out that AMC is also developing with Sony Television and Sony Pictures uh, a Breaking Bad movie. So they're, that they might start shooting this month. Oh, so it was like wow. a, it was kind of a secret and called uh, it's working under the working title Greenbrier. Uh, Vince Gilligan supposedly uh, wrote the script and is possibly directing the the film. And uh, at first, the logline was um, it's going to follow a kidnapped man on his journey for freedom after he escapes and then immediately i was like that sounds like the last episode of breaking bad when jesse escapes from the the neo-nazis um that when walt saves him um but everyone was like what could this movie be about and i'm like probably jesse and then like then two days later slash film put out a report that uh aaron paul is probably set to return and the movie will focus on jesse's life after breaking bad right so my question to you is now being so far removed from Breaking Bad, and I know you you were watching Better Call Saul with me, you kind of fell off of it, and I recently got back into it and started watching it, and I love it. Um, 
are you excited for this? Do you think it's a good idea? Would you have rathered it just stayed open-ended and kind of left it as it was? Um, do you think anyone really wants this? Uh, I, I do. I think that it, there was such a huge following of the show uh, when it was on. It's all I think I heard about for a while and, and people people really love Jesse specifically as a character. I mean, compared to... Well, he's like, the only person that was sort of redeemed. There's something yeah. redeeming about his character. And uh, yeah, especially, I mean, like Dirtbag Walt, a lot of people were, were sick of by the end. He, he starts... Jesse kind of has... They have the opposite trajectory right. uh, yeah. of, of character development where you really do... You're rooting for Walt at the beginning and you want to see him succeed and, and beat it. And then by the end, you can't you can't look at his face oh, he's anymore. he's evil by the end, And then right? Jesse's kind of like this dumb, dumbass, like Who's doesn't know what he's meth. doing. Yeah. And then by the end, he really is trying uh, to, to get out and, and return. Well, after him. all the horrible shit Walt puts exactly. him through, right? Yeah. So, so that... So I think that that is... is one of the most intriguing things of like seeing where Jesse goes from here. Like he's been through so much, uh, torment and, and just general, um, you know, the things that, the things that he had to deal with, um, is he going to revert to some kind of, um, questionable lifestyle or is, has he really kind of, um, grown as a character, um, as a result of, of knowing and, and living through all of this with Walt, um, yeah, like like it's interesting comparing. I guess like uh, the Saul, the Saul, uh, Better Call Saul is uh, is a prequel, so you don't really kind of get to see like what happens. Well, you see a little bit. You like, see a little each, bit, yeah. In what I'm right, they like they do a good job of, of switching the black and white versus yeah. the the color of what happened previously to see how it juxtaposes. So I'm curious of if this is happening, will this be a sequel to both Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul? Because I could see it basically better call Saul leading into this movie even or somehow it like right. like Saul being a character obviously in this movie and his path crossing with Jesse at some point because they've been teasing in these black and white segments that I mean uh, uh, that Saul is paranoid and he's living as Gene working at a Cinnabon in, in Nebraska and like I'll be curious to see if they kind of make it a sequel to both of those series. And I don't know how many years they, they want to continue better call Saul, but it's all coming together where I, I don't know if people are clamoring for this, but I think people will be excited who, who love the series. I don't know if it'll go to theaters or if it'll just be on TV. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's an interesting thing, right? It's such a, it's a specific, I mean the way, I don't know, like sex in the city was a huge, like the, and they the made movies, two movies, right? right? So Callie uh, sobbed watching the oh, first God. one on the plane yeah. while I was watching I, Tanya. Um, I still have to finish the series, but yeah, but like that was a huge, that had a huge following, um, or like a lot of interest. And I think like it was a theatrical release. And so that was I think it would do well a, if it went to show. theaters, but so I think it would have the same kind of, the same kind of hype. Um, I haven't actually heard your, I only heard about this through you. Like I didn't actually read about it, um, online or anything. So maybe in that sense, like maybe, maybe it's lost some of the momentum since the show aired and it was such a huge thing. And and not that you know it's irrelevant because Better Call Saul is still a thing, but um, but Jesse hasn't Jesse has not yet appeared on Better Call Saul. No, right? I mean I don't know if you want me to spoil anything on Better Call Saul. I mean I'm gonna watch but, it, but... I, so I won't spoil anything. But more and more Breaking Bad characters keep showing up, yes. and they get closer and closer to the timeline of Breaking Bad to the point where you're like, there's probably not that much more time before. He up. starts to cross paths yeah. with those guys. And um, 
So I'm curious to see what they will do there and how they handle that. But um, I don't know. I, I When Jesse breaks through at the end of at Breaking Bad and he starts driving away and there's that last shot of him just like so happy he got away and smiling and then Walt lying in that barn and, and, and you assume that he's dying in that moment, but you hear the police sirens come and I'm like, I hope the only thing I hope is that they don't cop out and say like Walt survived and he somehow like he shows was up cured of cancer movie. and like he, he, he survived the gunshot wounds that he had and like, and, um, or his injuries. I forget exactly what happened, but the ultimate um, dick move would like be to have this new movie with Jesse and he just like starts this wonderful new life has a family. And then <laughs> and Walt, Walt comes shows up the final it, yeah. five minutes and just, it ends. well, you know, something horrible will happen to Jesse. Probably something's going to come back, whether it's the, something to do with the cartel or the, these neo-Nazis or someone still trying to find after it and all this stuff that happens to Hank. And I mean, there obviously will be people looking for Jesse and it'll, it, I'll be curious. I mean, I have all the faith in Vince Gilligan because like I really was kind of torn on, on better call Saul and being like, how can this really be that good? But it just keeps getting better and better as it gets closer to breaking bad. And, and they really took Saul and made him a real character instead of kind of just a, uh, um, a punchline mm-hmm. that he kind of was in Breaking Bad, and yeah, he was um, always the comic relief. Yeah, it was mostly anything. comic relief, and uh, and uh, they've really made uh, Jimmy McGill a, um, a a real character, and have done a really good job showing and being interesting and showing how he becomes Saul and not making it like you know where that it ends up kind of and his relationship um, with his brother is yeah, very mike is an amazing yeah. character even though you know what happens with mike but getting more of his backstory is awesome so a sequel will be interesting and um i'm really kind of fascinated to see how it will play out um agreed nevis thank you so much for doing this i'm sorry no. i took uh two hours you promised me it wouldn't be two hours i, I thought well, we could didn't we have such sweet. a great conversation though we did we never um, talk anymore you uh, like this, you give so. a shit that our podcasts are so long and look at you you are on one I'm, that's an hour and 45 I'm minutes partaking in the insanity of see it's not that bad though look at how fast an hour and 45 minutes yeah i think being away. okay so full disclosure <laughs> i think early on when matt and eric started doing this uh was a big fan of this concept um, and then Matt released they released the first episode and I'm like dude this is two hours some people love it long. I love long podcasts and I'm like podcasts. that is too long for a podcast and I still stand by that I think that <laughs> listen we just everything we talked about thank listen, you listen to you're everything. on this episode no, listen, but listen, it's listen, too listen. long no 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 what I mean is like I'm just not I'm not I'm not a huge like I don't really um I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I, I, I sometimes I it, de- it depends. Like I really need I need to be invested in a in a topic or something. Like I listen to serial. That's like probably the longest. Sure, two thing hours that I is a lot to, to invest. I don't, but I, yeah, I, but I think it, but I think it depends. If you really just want to know the latest, um, you know what's going on and keeping with the news, I think you guys have a great format. But I did tell Matt, I'm like it would be it would also I think for certain people just to kind of initiate them into especially. It, for, for a new for a new podcast you're trying to get audience. credit for our reviews podcast, I can, let me right? <laughs> let me share my own idea so i did tell him i'm like i think it, it might be good also to have shorter format um episodes where where some of them might be 20 25 minutes like not super super long and uh he finally came around <laughs> three weeks later after my uh iconic idea um and uh untitled movie reviews was born uh, Thank so you. So we'll you're welcome. Retitled, we'll retitle it to the Nevis Hiding Memorial yes. Untitled Movie Reviews. Memorial. So. I was just born <laughs> on this podcast. I, I think we might replace you. It'll just be Eric right. and I going forward. Sure. Um, I don't, that's fine. So 
but yeah, no, it was great. Thank you for having me. Um, Thank you. Let's do this again. I soon. guess I guess I don't suck at podcasting as I thought. I well, might. We'll, we'll wait and see okay. what people think. Okay. So. Yes. Please like and subscribe Jury. to me. Um, <laughs> Jury's still out, but we'll see. Uh, if people want to kind of follow your antics, um, where where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Nevo Supremo. Dope username. You remember? Does everybody remember that show, uh, Timo Supremo? Is that where that That's origin is? Timo Supremo. I don't know what Timo that Supremo that like is. superhero superhero trio. Uh, very much in the vein of Dexter's Lab. That Timo type of, Supremo. Timo Supremo. Yeah. And then yeah, no one. Very few. Very few people know. Oh, it's spelled differently. T I M O, but um, but yeah, that's that's where that can that's where that comes from. It's this. Sorry, now I'm looking. Stuff well, we don't need to. <sighs> Whoa. Chica. Whoopa. Hey, you kids have some funky fresh moves. Yeah. Don't tell me you don't remember this. I don't. I have no idea that? what that is. Chico. No. Whoopa. That's, All right. That's Timo Supremo. So there you All go. Right. You, you learned I something. I had no I idea. I taught you something. I love that I found something new out I'm about gonna you today. I'm going to come on the podcast every week and teach. It's There's going to be a, seg- a new oh, segment yeah. called Teach Matt something. Called Nevo Supremo. Um, yeah. So yeah, follow Nevis at Nevo Supremo, basically on all social platforms, yeah, right? Instagram. You want to see some dope Instagram stories and and photos? Go of me me making fun of Matt on Instagram stories. Yeah. That's basically my prime content there. Uh, but no, this is uh, super fun. Thank you for everything you do at the festival. I love the program book. Um, you're very good at what you do. Your whole team is awesome. And um, well, thank you. Thank you for coming on and talking to me. We of don't course. we don't do this enough, you we know. Sh- we should do it. more. We really should we talk should. more. We should talk more. Um, Um, Thank you, everyone. This has been the 11th draft of the Untitled Movie Podcast. You can find us each and every week here on podcast services uh, everywhere at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Talking movies, talking trailers, talking staying at home, talking disney talking everything all of the um if you want to get just reviews uh, as nevis so perfectly said she created a new podcast for us called the untitled movie reviews every episode is one tenth of the length of this podcast it'll change your life uh it's 20 minutes long or under uh we review new movies go check out our uh the girl in the spider's web review uh eric and i uh both saw that this week and reviewed it so uh please like subscribe review uh, do all that jazz. You can find more of me at Matt Rohrbeck on Twitter and at untitledmoviepodcast.com. Once again, Nevis, thank you so much. And I'll be back with, uh, what's his name next week? Back from oh, New yeah, York. That guy. We'll what's see. What's his name? We'll talk about Creed and whatever the hell else happens. See ya. Peace.